Welcome, everybody, to the Monday Moon Muse. And I'm so delighted to have you all listening to my weekly broadcast about the week ahead as seen through the Monday Moon Transit. We really rely on the Vedic principle that well begun is half done. And that's why we look at the nakshatra, the Vedic moon sign that the moon transits each week on Monday to have a focus to align our thoughts, our feelings, our actions with as is beloved, as is above, so is below. So this is, uh, I think, the real value of beginning the week off to a right note, focusing on the beautiful moon transit. And we have a good one this week of September 18th. But before I go into that, I want to remind you all that tonight, Sunday, um, September 17th, I'm going to be offering a live question and answer on Zoom. And it's free. Anybody can join and you can ask any question that you like about Vedic astrology. But you need to register in order to receive the recording. So if you're listening to the podcast, the question and answer is already over. But you might be interested in um, listening to some of the questions and the answers. It's usually a really, really fascinating hour that we spend together. So in order to receive that recording... You just need to register, and I've included the the um, link. It's uh, in the comment section, and uh, in, this is in the Vedic Astrology World family. And um, if you uh, aren't a member of that, please feel free to join, and you can catch the Monday Moon Muse actually on Sunday night and ask any questions that you want live, um, it's another opportunity to connect with me live, or you can listen to the the podcast on Monday itself. Um, but if you're listening to the podcast and you'd like to get the link for the live question and answer um, recording, please write our customer service at namaste at drkatiejane.com. Namaste, N-A-M-A-S-T-E at drkatiejane.com. And we'll, we'll be happy to help you uh, uh, get that recording. So today, Monday, September 18th, the moon is beginning the week by transiting the Vedic moon sign, the nakshatra, Swati. And Swati is such a beautiful star. It's the um, constellation Arcturus in modern astronomy. So if you want to uh, check out Arcturus, you can use your phone app and um, see this beautiful golden-colored star. It, it appears in, to our eyes as a kind of yellowish-golden star. And that is Swati, which is the abode of knowledge. The ancient Vedic seers described Swati as the domain of the goddess Sarasvati, the goddess of learning, the goddess of knowledge, music, 
diplomacy, poetry, all the refined things that come when we have a healthy balance of both sides, when we see both sides of any story, of any situation, then we gain knowledge. Knowledge is never one-sided. Swati always tries to see both sides. It's the subject of that Joni Mitchell song, Both Sides Now. And um, and it's really true. It's also Swati is music. We we can learn so much about knowledge and beauty and grace and elegance just just from listening to those uh, elements that come out of the heart, poetry and art and refinement. That's that's all Swati. Swati in Sanskrit means self going. Swa means the self. And swati means to to move according to one's own volition, to one's own conviction. This is also the value of being centered. Mahatma Gandhi is a great example of a swati moon sign. He, He was dedicated to truth. Swati also means truth. It's symbolized by the the sword of of justice and the sword of truth. And somebody to be so committed to like a principle like nonviolence um, is really uh, dependent upon being totally centered and and um, fully aligned with your convictions. And this is the power of swati. This is the power of um, that determined energy also of swati, which is really interesting. Um, when I, Whenever I think of swati, I'm always reminded of this photograph that I once saw, and I think it was in like a Buddhist magazine um, or a calendar or something, and it was so, so apropos for this star constellation. It was a photo of a tiny grass flower blooming out of a a rock, a a huge boulder. So out of this boulder, imagine this tiny little seed pushing its way through this hard granite, you know, that would ordinarily take like a blast of dynamite to break apart. This little seed has so much power to push through that that granite and blossom so delicately like a little grass flower. That's the energy of Swati, to, to have fierce determination and yet um, demonstrate this great elegance, this beautiful refinement, this um, flexibility. Swati is is patience and flexibility. That's the sign of knowledge. If you ever want to um, test to see if someone is really learned or knowledgeable or wise, it means that they are both determined and yet totally flexible. They're willing to question their assumptions. They're willing to question their beliefs. And yet hold very tightly to what they find out to be true in that questioning. 
this is the beauty of Swati. Um, so the week begins with uh, a really, I think, kind of auspicious movement of the planets. So for or arrangement of the planet. So first of all, the moon is opposite Jupiter, which is retrograde. So Jupiter is is retrograde, I think, as of the last time we met. And it's really wonderful when a benefic like Jupiter goes retrograde. So retrograde doesn't always mean bad, you know, <laughs> like we see in... Um, you know, the dreaded Mercury retrograde or even Saturn retrograde. Um, Jupiter retrograde brings extra goodness to the um, celestial landscape and the human landscape. Extra, extra uh, benefic energy and especially opposite the moon. So opposite the moon, we have what's called Gajakasadi Yoga. Gajakasadi yoga means the uh, the elephant and the lion yoga, or the, the planetary combination that brings a kind of energy that's like an elephant and like a lion. And I mean, this is really only relevant if you hang out in jungles where there are elephants and lions, but when these when these animals enter um the jungle, all the other animals take notice. I mean, the sheer size of the elephant, you might get smunched, or the lion might eat you because they're at the top of the food chain. So the the ancient uh, Vedic seers described when the moon is opposite Jupiter like this in a 1-7 relationship, it makes an energy that's like a lion and an elephant. Um, it, it gets even more interesting. So before I explain what this means, I have to explain a little bit more about the interesting dynamic in the sky this week. So not only do we have the elephant-lion yoga in this kind of format, but moon is transiting Libra. Swati rises through the sign of Libra. And Libra is ruled by the planet Venus. Venus is sitting in Cancer, which is ruled by the moon. So these two planets, moon and Venus, are sitting in each other's signs. And so what happens is they change positions. In Sanskrit, this is called Mahapari Nirvartana Yoga, the, the planetary yoga of great exchange. So moon now goes to the sign of cancer and Venus goes to his own sign of Libra. This is a very auspicious, great, lucky exchange. And it makes another elephant-lion yoga um, for positions or four houses from Jupiter. So we get it in two um, uh, places via this lucky exchange, which makes it extra auspicious. So what does it mean? So the elephant and the lion, they're like power and focus. Power, they, they symbolize that kind of energy, especially involving um, swati. 
power and focus to what? To your intimate relationships and your family relationships. In other words, all <laughs> the, 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 two, the two types of relationships that, you know, for many of us bring a great deal of heartache and pain are our, our, uh, love life and our family of origins or even our nuclear family that we've created like, um, you know, with our partners and husbands and wives and so on. Um, these kinds of relationships can really come up to the fore. They can bubble up from the deep surfaces of what you may have buried inside and now they become big deals. In, in marriage and or intimate relationships and business relationships and in the family, we learn the most. We experience the most pain perhaps emotionally, but this is also where all knowledge comes out of. Like, I can't remember, I think it was Rumi who said that um, the light comes in through our wound, right? Wherever our wound is, that's where the light comes in. Might have been Marianne Williamson also, I don't remember, but you get the idea. So it's like, you know, those issues can come up, like stuff from childhood and stuff from childhood inevitably impacts our, our intimate relationships. So why are they coming up? We also have to see that Moon, Venus, and Jupiter are also involved with the nodes of the Moon, Rahu and Ketu. So Jupiter is uh, together with Rahu in the sign of Aries presently. And K2 is with the moon, exchange Venus in the sign of Libra. So what does Jupiter retrograde have to do with all of this, you know, kind of uh, arrangement? Jupiter retrograde is guru. The word for Jupiter in Sanskrit is guru, and guru means heavy. So what is heavy? Heavy... Um, means something valuable. Like like in India, whenever I wear, um, you know, like some gold jewelry, and often I wear like fake gold jewelry, but nobody knows that it's fake. Sometimes ladies at weddings will come up to me and like, you know, try to weigh my gold jewelry and say, oh, really, this must have cost you a lot of money. You know, and I you know, kind of laugh, like, well, actually, it's fake. But the point is, is that what's heavy is considered to be what's valuable. That's why Jupiter is called Guru. I mean, also, because he's the divine teacher, and he's the, the, the uh, symbol of knowledge and wisdom and enlightenment and all that. But he's also value. So all all of this benefic energy is making us reevaluate our relationships, the way that we've looked at our families, the way that we've looked at our, our past hurts and struggles in marriage or, or partnerships or intimacy. And Jupiter is bringing the, the, 
the weight of value to all of this that is counteracting the nodes of the moon. Rahu makes us want to have to like, you know, uh, rebel against um, our choices or, or um, uh, make hasty choices or, um, you know, uh, feel, feel the taints of regret especially opposite K2, which is transiting currently the star constellation Chitra, and K2 takes away what Chitra indicates, which is illusion. So when we wake up from, an, from illusion, then we gain that heaviness of truth. That's the value of Jupiter here in all of this. So all this benefic energy is bringing healing, to our relationships. And this is also happening, happening in nature. The same week we have the autumnal equinox in the Northern Hemisphere and the vernal equinox in the Southern Hemisphere. So nature itself is coming into this beautiful state of equanimity, which is like Swati. Swati is the centermost star. Swati divides the zodiac into equal 180 degree parts and so the 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 nature is also um, reflecting what's happening inside of our lives as well we're coming into a kind of balance of emotions and and feelings and thoughts um, that that make us have to look at everything as kind of evened out, you know, good and bad are the same, night and day, same, equal, right and wrong are equal. Um, so my advice for the week ahead, I, I think is really simply to find your center, whatever storms are coming, whatever uh, distractions are there, whatever wants to pull you in opposite directions to maintain a sense of equanimity. Um, it really helps to gain equanimity, I found in my own life also, and this is a lesson of Swati, and that is to offer some service. You feel bad, do something for somebody else. It's so simple. It's an equation. You know, if you're feeling lonely, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling um, any of the feels, the remedy is simply think of somebody else, do something for someone else. And this is um, uh, mirrored in the moon's transit of Swati as we begin the week. Swati is the domain of Hanuman. And in the Vedic tradition, Hanuman is a symbol of great devotion. He was a, a monkey-headed deity in the Ramayana who uh, basically valiantly saved the day. He, he, it, his devotion to Lord Rama accomplished incredible miracles. And that that, you know, you can read about in, in the Ramayana and, and uh, chant the Hanuman Chalisa. It's a really beautiful practice for this week if that's part of your um, tradition. 
But there's a story of Hanuman, and this I want to leave you with. When he was questioned, you know, do you really, you know, have any devotion for Lord Ram? Like, I mean, or are you just pretending? And he tore open his heart to show what was inside. And when he tore open his heart, there was installed Rama and Sita. Um, and so, you know, in the week ahead, you may also have to show what's inside your heart. Um, you, you, um, may have to demonstrate what it is that you really feel good, bad, right, wrong, you know, any of the opposites, but you, but, but to be able to show your real intention as a healing, like, this is what I really meant. This is who I really am. This is what's really in my heart. So this is um, what I'd like to leave you with is the, that image of Hanuman as um, something to, to hold in your mind and your thoughts in your heart as we enter the week ahead, as we enter this great time of equilibrium as the day and the night become the same. And, um, and that carries over into all of our relationships. So thanks so much for joining me for this week's Moon Muse. Um, I hope that you are able to join me for the question and answer that I'm going to be holding here live on Zoom at 7 p.m. tonight. If you're catching the recording, you can, um, or you're catching the podcast, you can get the recording of the live Q&A. And um, look forward to meeting you all again next week for the, for the Moon News Ahead. I would love to have you join us for the upcoming Nakshatras class. Visit www.drkatiejane.com slash L-I-M retreat.